world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Hi, from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of you know, you've seen other people post it, and I posted, I won a one-year term on the NRA Board of Directors. Yay. I finished dead last. <laughs> there, well, almost dead last. Almost there, was, dead last. there was 38 people running for 31 open seats, and I finished 31st. How do you know you finished 31st? Oh, 31st. They go by line. count, oh, yeah. Okay. they didn't. We'll, we'll get the official count in September. Uh... I did beat a few long-term current board members, the seven beneath me, but because I finished so so low, me and another gentleman got one-year terms, a couple other people got two-year terms, and then the top 25 finishers uh, got a, a traditional three-year term. So if you ask me today if I'm running again, the answer is no. If you ask me in September if I'm running again, the answer is probably going to be yes. But I just I feel beat up a little bit. Yeah. You know, we were closed here for 16 weeks and struggling, and we've been open for over two weeks now, and it's been nonstop busy. Thank you all, by the way. Thank you all for your patience and support. Every day has been like a rainy Saturday here since we reopened. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Everybody's pent up, right? Yeah, well, pent up and tons of new shooters, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But I want to thank each and every one of you who supported me for this NRA board run. So now this will be my second full term. I feel like I'm running every year, which I am. And I hope I strap up and uh, in September, I'd love to run and get a three-year term to keep fighting for all you guys and girls out there, but it's going to take help from everybody, but we'll we'll get there. So one of the reasons, excuse me, we're so busy, just want to discuss a few things. First of all, let's discuss national uh, records here, Sandy. In 2019, there was a total of 6.2 million NICS background checks across the entire United States. Mm -hmm. So 6.2 million people did NICS checks. In 2020, as of July 10th, 10.3 million NICS checks. Oh, man. Okay. So 4 million more NICS checks, and we still have five and a half months left in this year. Yeah. And yeah. it's, show, it's showing. I'm hoping that some of these people become activists, and we're going to talk about that in the learning segment later. But, you know, we're getting hit hard here with all of these new shooters. I spend all, I, My voice is almost gone because I spend all day educating people. Yeah. How do I get a gun? This, what should I get? My cousin's a cop. He says I should get the 88 Magnum. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you know, the whole bit. Yeah, right. So now, since this is Gun for Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, let's look at the state police statistics for New Jersey. You ready? Yeah. In 2019, total applications through the firearms application, a firearms investigation unit was 54,414 for the whole year. As of June 20th, 2020, 106,000 applications. Oh, my God. So uh, 52,000. increase. Yes, and we still have five and a half months. But that was June, so we have a full six months coming, okay? Would you say people are uh, a little apprehensive about Okay, but, but these were approvals. You ready for this next one? Yeah. The current pending applications statewide, yeah. 58,000. Why such a backlog? They're pending because the mental health background checks. Oh, they, um, a lot of people were not able get to get their done. fingerprints right, done because sure. uh, Indentico was closed. Right. And and I, I bet you the, the mental health background checks are backed up too. 
Yeah, so so basically what we're at is last year was 54,000. This year we're up to 164,000. Oh my god. Sandy with 6 months to go. Yeah. Okay? They are backed up unbelievable. We have to get these people activated. We have to get them in the fold. We have to get them into our yeah, community. Right. Because what did I predict in my rants and gun for hire radio a few months ago? What what, what was what was New Jersey going to start bringing up in the fall? Gun control. Gun control. So you ready? You ready? Yeah. Governor Murphy, sharp increase in New Jersey gun deaths <laughs> amid coronavirus calls for stricter gun control. Gee, there's, there's a surprise. And right on schedule. Actually, ahead of time. I'm ahead of schedule. Well, they yeah. got to get every, Well, because they just did an illegal $9.9 billion borrowing scheme right. for the bankrupt state. Yeah. So what do we do? Cue the gun control. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Pay so no attention the, to this. Correct. So he's got the AG. He's got the superintendent of state police. He's got everybody there. And what he wants to do is he wants to expand New Jersey's mental health workforce. He wants to grant psychologists practicing under supervision of a one-year extension of the permits, allowing them to continue to practice because we're having a, a mental breakdown in this country uh, because of these excessive lockdowns. But on cue, bankrupt, shot, out of control, what are we going to do? We are going to cue the gun control. So now we're going to have... 100,000 new gun owners in New Jersey, all right? Right. It's our job to get these people activated. You know, you you coined the term each one reach one. Everybody out there better start talking to their friends and family yep. and tell them you have to join the NRA, you have to join CNJFO, ANJRPC, NJ2AS. You have to get active. You have to think about it when you're going to vote this November. Yep. Especially this November. When Listen, uh, because our politicians are looking at how many people are applying for firearms ID cards. Yes. This could be our saving grace when the committees come out with gun control in September, October, November. Do you think that will be reported or considered even on the other side? No. 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 So it's not going to happen. But, you know, again, it's a hot topic. So Greenwald and and yeah. Coughlin and everybody will be talking about this because we're so in debt and the unions and, you know, people losing their jobs and the bankruptcies and everything. So if we could put gun control on the front page for the next three, four, five months, it takes a lot of pressure off of them from doing their job. Because everybody knows it's the gun's fault. Yeah. So we bet you better tell everybody Everybody out there listening, if they bought a gun, and also the awakening, okay? People are coming to me all day. I, I apply for my permit. I couldn't believe it took so long. I couldn't believe I had to file this. I couldn't believe I had to file that. Yeah. I couldn't believe, well, right. welcome to our world. If you don't want it to get any worse, then you need to start voting appropriately. You need to start being vocal. You need to start telling your politicians what's going on because all of these new gun owners, we need them. We need them. Yeah. Absolutely, All right. Sure. And I've been helping with the gunforhire.com forward slash gun permit. Okay. I've been helping with that. All that's right. A, that's a great resource. Yes. And, and it, you know, it's New York resource. and New Jersey. But I, of course, I'm inundated with messages. It's been three months, it's been four months. The police are requiring me. I have bring a passport, proof of employment. There's so many, you know. So I've been telling everybody what to do call yeah. the police department and say well i looked at the application and my lawyer looked at the application and it doesn't say i require these three unnecessary forms and then the cop's like okay it's, it's okay the way it is yeah, right. there's exactly. ways around yes. it you right. know right. uh because and again it's not all of the cops a lot of cops they got they inherited the job and that was the way it was always done right exactly they, they knew no uh, no better and they don't even know what the law is correct we, we, we so, know that so we have to educate them. The, 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 the trick I've been using for years, and all of you out there, if you're waiting over 30, 60 days for your permit, call your mayor, call your police chief. You're probably not going to get them on the phone. Leave a voicemail. Hi, my name is Anthony Calandro. I live in Tenafly, New Jersey, and I apply for my permit, and everything came back. And the law says 30 days, but I've been waiting 67 days now, 
and I have a gun on hold that I'm paying storage for, and I would like to know what the holdup is and if there's anything I can do to speed up the process. Do you know, Sandy, that that exchange 90% of the time elicits a phone call from the police department in a day or two, come pick up your permits? Wow. That's pretty because good. the mayor or the chief will go downstairs to the permit officer and go, what's up with Calandro's application? Right. Well, nothing. I just haven't had a job. I got 25 on my desk, and I haven't gotten a chance to sign them all yet. Well, can you sign his today, please, because he left me three voicemails. Yeah, right. And he's a citizen, a resident. You don't have to be a citizen, by the way. I meant to say a resident of the town we live in and a taxpayer. Even if you rent in that town, you're a taxpayer. Right. Because your rent goes towards taxes, property taxes. So don't feel like you're a a children of a lesser, you know, being or something because you just rent in that town. It is your right. So put the onus on them. Listen, I'm telling you, a mayor of a small town or a chief, they get a couple voicemails like that. They're going to shake somebody up in the records department. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Okay. It, it It's worked for me for years, and I've been leaning on that for years. So there's a little tip that you can pass on to people. So now, got some controversy. Okay, Bergen County State Assemblywoman Holly Shapisi and her husband, Paul. Her husband, Paul, came to the range. My wife wants to get a gun. She applied for her permits and everything. We want to take some training. We want to do this. We want to do that. So she posted on... Uh, uh, Mark Cheeseman's page, uh, New Jersey Firearms Owner Syndicate. Yeah. And, of course, she got beat up because a couple of years ago she voted with a couple other Republicans for the extreme risk protection order. Okay. I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah. Okay? So, uh, but people are beating her up, and they're like, you know, well, she's no good, blah, 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 blah. So Mark Cheeseman posted something very apropos. He wrote from Mark Cheeseman. Okay, he goes, other Republicans voted for the red flag law also. I was there that day. I was there also. She also voted against the 15-round mag ban, and she voted against the four-year firearms ID card. She also voted against the recoding of the justifiable need statute. Her record is more Second Amendment than not, as are many Republicans in this state. If anyone is willing to lose an assemblywoman who votes pro-2A most of the time to a seriously screwed up Democrat, then you're out of your effing mind. If she's willing to listen, then good. Okay? I have to agree with Mark 100%. So she came here, and I spent an hour educating her and her husband, and I spent an part of that hour talking to her about the extreme risk protection order and how now he could work against her once she has a gun in the house. What was her reaction to that? Okay. Pretty much shock. <laughs> okay. So I, 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 maybe I made some headway. Then she went in the rain. She took a class. She shot a variety of guns. Uh, she's waiting to purchase a gun and then she's going to come back. Her and her husband are going to come back for additional training. I'm not going to throw, I had Loretta Weinberg on my radio show. Right, exactly. Right. The most vehemently opposed state senator in New Jersey. I, she's been in office, what, 127 years now? About that. Yeah. Okay. So she ran on the, uh, Loretta Weinberg, Billy the Kid ticket. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Endorsed by Benjamin Franklin. Yes. So I'm not going to turn my back on someone who screwed us on one thing. Right. And if I could bring her in here and show her what we're like and teach her the ill ways of extreme risk protection orders, and I told her we're waiting for the proper plaintiff because that's going to go to the Supreme Court and be ruled unconstitutional. I also told her how Loretta Weinberg is on the show, and I sent Holly the uh, link where she said, well, we passed the laws and we let the courts sort it out. Yeah. Okay, and she wasn't too happy about that. So listen, I did what I had to do, and I'll continue to do it. I'm not going to apologize for it. I can't get Democrats in here that want to apply for their permit, but now I got a Republican here, as Mark Cheeseman said. Let's say her voting record's 80%. What are the Democrats' voting records? So let's not put our support behind her next election, and let's let a Democrat slip in. That's, I think, one of the biggest problems— I find with, uh, you know, and I'm making air quotes here, our, our side, who it's got to be 100% or nothing. And, uh, you know, they'll, they're so willing to throw that person under the bus instantly for something that they did versus trying to educate them. 
you know how a lot of this stuff is presented to them. Half of them don't even understand the bills or whatever. They're they're presented by their legislative assistants who have their own agenda probably and um, are presented with whatever coloring they want to give them. So they don't yes. really know. Yes. So I'm working with her. You know what? I, Carlos Rendo, who was going to be lieutenant governor if Kim Godano won, him and his wife come in all the time. He's constantly bringing new people in to shoot from Woodcliffe Lakes, where oh, he's nice. the mayor. Yeah. Okay? Listen, we need them all. Right. We, we need them all, as many as we can. So now we have Holly on our team. She knows that I'm a gun guy. She knows I'm the vice president of the NRA, NRA in New Jersey and an NRA board member. I told her that my door is open. Any anti-gun bills come, she wants input and review. She talked to me. I'll grab that shit. I'll grab Scott Bach, Dan Schmutter, Evan Knappen, and we'll go. We'll, we have a relationship with her now. Right. Exactly. I'll, I'll set her up next time she comes shoot with her husband. I'll have Scott Bach here. Right. Oh, well, look, Scott just happened to stop by. You got a minute? Can we discuss this bill? You know, let's let's open the doors, guys and girls. Let's not kill each other over this. I'm not going to ostracize her. So my rant is over on that. So I talked about <clears throat> uh, Murphy with anti-gun stuff. So following in lockstep, Governor, excuse me, Mayor Big Bird of New York City, <laughs> yeah. Bill de Blasio blames New York surging violence on guns. Of course he is. Of course he does. Man. Not criminals. No. The 250 people they released from Rikers Island yeah. because of the COVID inspect, uh, uh, the the COVID infection, have been rearrested 450 times. <laughs> 450 times, 250 people. You can't make this up. Okay? Really but it's can. guns. Yeah. It's, it's guns. guns. Right. Exactly. Did you hear about the city of Berkeley now? Is uh, not, not going to, has uh, created an ordinance or a mayor's directive where uh, police are no longer going to make routine traffic stops. It's going to be unarmed members of the uh, the township or whatever. So I guess the guy from the sewer department is going to be driving his truck down and lean out the window. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. And they're, and they're, and they're going to have social workers and community leaders ride with police. That's, <laughs> that's going to work out good until one of them gets their head blown off. Uh, you know, I, you know because, my memory. I'm I'm so tired, but I don't know if I used that. In, did I use the analogy last week about your neighbor playing music loud next door? Do you remember that? No. So here's what I think: these people that are calling for defunding the police have no stones, right? Yeah. So if you truly believe you wanted to fund the police, the next time your next door neighbor is playing loud music or having a party at one o'clock in the morning. Rather than call the police, go over there and knock on the door and tell them to lower the music or cut the party out. Oh, you mean like it used to be? Yeah. If you don't have the stones to do that, right? okay, then guess what? You should not be talking about defunding the police. Absolutely. You agree? I absolutely agree. Yes. And stop using not. them as a social work agency. Bastards. <laughs> I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick 
to stop 2,000 pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at lipstickbodyguard.com. <laughs> I come back to Carlos Santana. Okay. There we go. And we are back, Carlos. Okay, let's do some housekeeping. Marty's a V-Burger in New York City. Marty, Marty just messaged me. He's bringing me a vegan sausage and pepper sandwich for lunch. Oh, really? I'll let you know how it is. All right. Gun for Hire Radio is now on Spotify. If you live anywhere in New York, the five boroughs, New York State, NYTACDefense.com, NewYorkTACDefense.com, use promotional code GUN FOR HIRE and you will save $3.50 a month off of the $35 a month monthly membership. If you live in the Soviet Socialist Republic of New Jersey, U.S. Law Shield is the only protection we have left. And if you use code GUN FOR HIRE, you get the same discount. Do not forget our buddy, John Petrolino, Decoding Firearms, sent me 20 books. I gave them away to new shooters, by the way, John. Oh, that's great. So thank you. Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino is on Amazon in a Kindle form and a paperback. Uh, our buddies at Knife Rights, they have the uh, Legal Blade, Knife App Law 2.0. Download it for all your knife laws. People send me emails and messages. What are the knife laws here or there? I just send them the link to the app so I don't have to answer it because they're the definitive experts on that. Yep. The Quarantine Crawl page will be up shortly, and it's going to be called Our Chamber of Commerce, Sandy, with oh, the nice. revolver chamber as part of the logo. Yeah, great. It's still going to be the quarantine crawl to remind us where we came from. Uh, the mobile site, mobile page is almost done. It's going to be our chamber of commerce, like a Yelp for gun owners. I've crawled 170 businesses. I have not crawled any businesses in two weeks because I haven't been able to get out of the range. I've been here 14 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, you've been a little busy. Yes. As soon as it calms down a little bit, I have about 30 more businesses to crawl. So I'm really looking forward to getting back on the saddle and going out and visiting one or two or maybe three businesses a week now okay some of the things that keep me going this is a great message i got from a rich kiones anthony sir i am going to name you as my 2a mentor ever since we last spoke i've been listening to your radio show took my nra pistol safe course he lives in new york Purchased my first firearm, Springfield XD9. I just ordered my first shotgun, Remington 870, and I'm eagerly awaiting when I can go to New Jersey so I can take a, a port because you, sir, have been an important aspect of understanding what it is to have the right to own a gun and what it is to better protect my family. I just followed you on Instagram because I love the fact that you were helping so many businesses during this COVID mess. But then I saw you do an IG live with stilettos and shotgun. She's crazy, by the way. And I was like, this guy is awesome. I ended up learning so much. Thank you for all you do. Rich, it's people like you that keep me going that will probably make me run for another board seat um, in a year because, you know, we have to keep it in the family. And it's my calling in life to educate people um, in the 2A community. So I, I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, I think it's it's phenomenal that there's people like that out there. Uh, <clears throat> the next thing I wanted to talk about is obviously we know there's no gun inventory. Ammo is gone almost everywhere. Yeah. 
but our duplic duplicitous governor is pissing people off in droves, okay? So he just allowed uh, this week mass transit to be at 100% capacity. Oh. But yet indoor dining is still at zero capacity. I don't understand where this guy gets his decision-making from. It, uh, nobody's using the science, which is really upsetting those of us who who rely on science. So we're hurting badly in this state. They want to borrow. I, and I want to, it's funny. They want to borrow $9.9 billion. Is that a psychological thing so it doesn't look like $10 billion? <laughs> Seriously, know, how do you come up with a number here, like that? Billion there. No, really. How do you come up with nine point nine billion? I, I, the same way they came up with, uh, you know, fixed roof, no fixed roof. I don't know. So Paul Mulshine, who's a huge critic of Murphy, he wrote a tale of two cities on the Delaware. This mm. is a great one. Alex Cornier was giving me a tour of the stores that have gone out of business near his restaurant on Union Street in Lambertville. I've been to Lambertville. It's beautiful there. You've been there, right? Yep. The store right across the street, he said as we walked, it was a clothing store. There's a store right there for rent. That antique store is gone. The store was a really good jewelry store for years. They're gone. That restaurant's now coming back, and it goes on and on. It looked that way. Lambertville is a small, Lambertville is a small town crammed into a few blocks between the Delaware River and the hills. The town relies on tourism for revenue, but when Governor Murphy imposed a statewide lockdown back in March in response to the coronavirus, commerce stopped dead. Murphy's stated goal at the time was to flatten the curve in hospitalizations to avoid overstressing the state's hospitals. The curve flattened pretty quickly. Daily hospitalizations peaked at 8,000 in April, well short of the administration's prediction of 16,000. Now we're down to about 1,000 people hospitalized. Right. <laughs> Mulshine. The, that curve is now flatter than that raccoon I saw along the river <laughs> as I drove to Lambertville. <laughs> So why are restaurants like Cormier still subject to rules that make it impossible to run a restaurant at a profit? Ah, the Broadmoor restaurant doesn't have that much seating to begin with. Because of Murphy's ban on indoor restaurant seating, Cormier has to rely on a mere two tables on his front sidewalk. How do you, how do, okay. how do you even run a restaurant when you can only turn a two-top? Two-top. But listen, but there's an easy way around it for customers. Walk two blocks up Bridge Street yeah, and then right. cross the river to the Pennsylvania town of New Hope. And there you can choose between indoor and outdoor dining at a wide assortment of fine eateries. The streets of no New Hope looked as lively as ever, and I didn't see any storefront shuttered. Cormier and the rest of the restaurateurs would like to see that kind of action on this side of the river. And the governor promised it by the end of June. But just before he pro his promise, July 2nd, relaxing the restaurant rules, Murphy went back on his promise. As summer slips away, he still refuses to make a decision to reopen restaurants all over the state. His excuse is what he terms the data and science. Well, here's some data for you, Governor. Bucks County, in which New Hope is located, has had one diagnosed case of COVID-19 for every 100 residents. Hunterdon County, in which Lambertville is located, has a lower rate of transmission, just one case for every 114 people. All things being equal, I'd feel safer dining on this side of the Delaware, but all things are not equal. If I might speak in the sort of sports cliche that the governor loves to employ, <laughs> Murphy has moved the goalposts. Okay? And now it's not about flattening the curve. It's about cracking the back of this disease. Okay, but Mulshine, this is a great point, Sandy, and you as a doctor. New Jersey is not New Zealand. Right. That's an island, and the Kiwis right. were capable of cutting off all entry by foreigners. Right. New Jersey is incapable of doing so. If you doubt that, follow the advice on those signs you see urging residents and travelers to dial 511 to self-quarantine. Nobody's like, calling. Like they're all doing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so here we are. Everybody's going to go under. All right, all these businesses are going to die, but we're cracking the back now. And we know every – he references in every presser Bernanke and breaking the back and getting large slugs uh, of federal money and funding and this and that. It's all about that. That's right. And I'm hoping between hundreds of thousands of new gun owners – and hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of small business owners and small business employees. I hope they remember first this November 
and then next November because I don't know what to do anymore. So many people are going out of business. It's unbelievable. We're not stupid. We know how to say, listen, we set up plexiglass here, tape on the floor, signs, me and Matt, his son Dylan, Richie, Marvin, my whole crew, we're all out there keeping people in their group social distanced, Uh, only people from the same family in the port. You know, we have five Purell stations now. Uh, We're cleaning everything with uh, alcohol and disinfectants and this and that. I mean, it's nonstop here. Restaurants can do this. Right. But he will not allow them to do it. He will not allow them to do it. And, uh, you know, there's no science behind any of the decisions that he's making. The, the, the bed capacity in New Jersey never, ever, even at its highest, ever came close to full capacity. Because it was located, you know, the outbreak was located to the the, the counties surrounding the New York City uh, area. Most of the... <clears throat> If if you look at the, the the death numbers, which everybody likes to, you know, focus in on New Jersey and New York, the hotspots, uh, the reasons for that were the decisions made by both governors of the state of New York and the state of New Jersey to take sick people, people who were actually infected with COVID, and put them in the worst place possible, mandate that nursing homes take them into there. That's yep. that's the reason that 6,700 people in New Jersey were literally lined up against the wall, old people lined up against the wall and shot. You know, they, it was they were sent to the gallows because of a decision made by an imbecile who does not look at science. You know, I, I don't I don't I, I, I don't understand the logic mm-hmm. behind any of this, but we continue to vote the same way over and over and over. And and what about the what about the domino effect from all these businesses going out of business and the businesses adjacent to them? They're all screwed. They're screwed, especially if it's an anchor store. You know, uh, J.C. Penney's closing down. Lord uh, and Taylor. Lord and Taylor is closing down. When the anchors go, what happens to the little Korean guy who fixes shoes at the Monmouth Mall? I box at Title Boxing. They just reopened for one-on-one private, Sandy. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine empty stores in the strip mall. All that's left is Title Boxing. The jewelry store and the furniture store just went. The weightlifting equipment, all everything in between is gone. There's nothing else there. There's one store in the entire strip mall, and it's Title Boxing. That's it. And how long will he be around? Who knows? He has no traffic coming through anymore. Right. <clears throat> the food stores. Well, anyway, all the big corporate welfare companies will continue to. Oh, so yeah. one of our members here is a district manager for like five bonefish grills. Right now he's managing one bonefish grill. And he said to me, he goes, for them to make a profit, they have to operate at 86% capacity or better. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, they operate 50 60% capacity. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they operate at like 130 capacity because they turn tables faster. Right? Right. right. He says, even if the governor allowed those restaurants to open at 25% capacity, they're going to lose money. Yeah, they're going to go broke at 25%. they are going to lose money. Yeah. And uh, they can't do it. No. So... It's better even... to stay closed than it is to operate at 25% Correct. capacity. Correct. So, and then they're competing with people that are getting federal funds. Right. They're competing with, you know, all of that. Like, you know, I had to shorten my hours because a lot of my staff didn't come back. Right. Because I'm competing with unemployment and the $600 a week federal you know sit at home and get a check boost yeah yes and so we shortened our hours dramatically and hopefully in a few weeks when things get back to semi-normal i would like to continue our normal hours again that's another reason why we're so busy and again i want to apologize to all my gun for hire members and alumni when you come in here it's been literally so busy i just want to make sure that you all realize you know that we're doing the best that we can you know we're you, we're, we're just doing the best that we possibly can to maintain, you know, uh, some semblance of order here. Yeah. We've all been on our feet 10, 12, 14 hours a day trying to complete that 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 hospitality and experience that Gun for Hire is proud of. But it's hard when you're short 30 people. Yeah, right. 
you know, it's really hard. We've hired about 11 or 12 people. We've, we're training them now. By the way, Mark Drapkin and Richie, my friend, are working here part-time. A couple days here and there, and then they're going to take more instructor classes. So some of my gun-for-hire alumni is in the fold. You know, Henry Montefront, that made me the tip of the spear, his wife's youngest uh, brother passed away in his 50s unexpectedly last week mm. and and henry, i saw the post online i said my condolences but henry came in uh two days ago and i gave him a hug so you know my condolences henry to you and your family he's another you know these guys were instrumental in keeping me afloat uh you know coming in buying stuff and gift cards and memberships i i can't i can't thank them you know enough for that but you know gun people truly are the best people and i've got to be out there for the past 16 days touching and talking to everybody and welcome to the family and and you know so many new shooters and walking them through the process you know something i've always done it, it makes me feel like I'm, I'm i'm you know 30 again and just getting into this you know yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm dead tired so if you come in and i'm testy sorry <laughs> all right i'm trying but you know like saturday i get here about seven in the morning and i leave around 10 o'clock at night sunday i get in seven in the morning i leave 10 o'clock at night monday i get here 11 in the morning i leave nine o'clock at night every day so it's been 16 days straight when you hear this show it'll be 19 days straight so i'm uh i'm doing the best i can and i appreciate all of your support and uh you know we'll all continue to do best we can so i wanted to thank you for that I have a huge learning segment when we come back, but I got some letters. Do we have some time? We do. We got about uh, three minutes. So Eric Mortensen from Nashville, Georgia. Anthony, just a note to let you know that I'm pleased to see your name on the elected NRA board list. Not sure of the different terms, three versus two. I covered that early, but happy for you nonetheless. Hopefully with your influence, some of the issues of concern can be brought to the public to reaffirm many members' faith in this vitally needed organization. Your Second Amendment brother in arms, Eric Mortensen. I will do my best, Eric. I wish I had gotten a three-year term. I could shake shit up a little more. But uh, one-year term is okay, and what we have to focus on now is we have to focus the NRA support and getting Trump reelected for four more years so we can get more federal judges, get a shakeup in the Supreme Court, and uh, we will continue to address issues in the NRA. Many of them are unfounded, but we will continue to address them. So Mary Breckenridge, well, it's Mayor Breckenridge now, sent me a a follow-up letter, Sandy. So the gentleman I mentioned to you actually took a trip up there with his son-in-law. This oh. was from last week's letter. Said the range was really beautiful, clean, people were nice, and the place was hopping. Classrooms full, etc. The classrooms look full, Mayor, because we're social distance. We limit 12 people instead of 35 in the classroom. So he brought his own stuff, and his son-in-law rented a Glock, and he thanked her again for the tip. He asked me what I like to shoot, and I said mostly long guns, rifles, and ARs. His response was, really? I told him that back in the day, you didn't give me a chance to develop any aversions to anything that you used to nag me when I came and asked if I finished shooting everything on the wall yet. She used to come and rent everything, by the way. <laughs> I told him that right after my first lesson in 2002, you personally squeezed me in for the awesome test drive at the Cedar Grove uh, police range, which was totally booked, and we got to shoot 16 guns, everything from 22s up to the belt-fed 308. She said he laughed and shook his head and walked out of her office. Well, listen, when the new edition is open in the spring, we will have test drives back. We're also going to have steel to shoot. We're going to have a lot of stuff that you haven't seen. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out, and it stays there. 
Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio, where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. We back. What's going on? You all here there? Yes, we are. Yes, I just had somebody text me at 11.48. I'm outside. It's closed. We open at 12. The signs on the door say 12. <laughs> if the signs on the door say 12 and you're outside 11.48 and the door locks, I ain't no rocket scientist, but you know what I'm probably thinking? <laughs> We're <Stop> closed. <laughs> what do you think, Sant? I think so. Right? I mean, that's weird, right? <sighs> you want me? You want my job? No. You want guys want my job? No. Do you want my job, Sandy? Nobody wants your job. Why? Because. Because what? Don't. Because people stand outside and text you at times that you're closed and you sit wondering why you're not open. It's killing me. So, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I got a letter. And I want to cover it because this is a learning segment and everybody needs to learn. Okay, his name is Michael Flay, I think. F-L-E-I. How would you pronounce that? Flea? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, think of something. You're the man. <laughs> Come on. Continue on. I can't right now. Okay. So I got distracted. There's a fly <laughs> I, I on the roof. It happens. Usually I'm there uh, to, you know, to draw you back from the Yeah, we're doing remotes because Sandy's scared but anyway love your show and your range was watching the news and saw that couple in st louis that brandished the pistol and rifle outside their home actually had their rifle confiscated it seems that the couple could have handled the situation better oh yeah they wielded their weapons in ways that showed a lack of knowledge and training i was curious as to your opinion in the event not just the couple's behavior but the ramifications of them having the police visit their home and take their rifle it seems as though this act of confiscation could embolden looters and rioters and make law-abiding gun owners much more worried about confiscation. Would love to hear your opinion. So I covered what they did right and what they did wrong in a few pre previous shows, Michael. But So they were charged with a statute for pointing a gun in a menacing manner. And to be honest with you, I mean, we only saw the wife's perspective, but you don't point a gun with your finger on a trigger and wave your hand around to get people off your property yeah. unless, you know, like someone's aiming a gun at you or something. And which so, point you be, better be shooting. You better be shooting. Listen, I, I talked about it in a previous show. If somebody had made a loud bang or something or outflanked their husband or her husband squeezed the trigger accidentally. His finger was indexed, by the way. But if he did, she would have had a sympathetic muscle reflex, Michael, and she would have fired that little Walter PPS that they bought because that's the gun James Bond carries, okay? <laughs> right, exactly. She would have fired into that crowd, and we would have had a much different situation, yeah. okay? 
Uh, so I, they definitely did it wrong, and you know now they were charged with this, uh, you know, with this felony charge. It's basically you know waving a gun out in the air and pointing it at a crowd of people. Right. I do not know Ohio's use of force laws or justifiable need laws, but I knew, do know that that's the improper way. She could have carried that gun. She could have had that gun at her side. She could have been in position sole, which is two hands indexed at her chest, pointing down be, you know, between her legs, uh, which is what we teach here when you're walking around the house or a room. Obviously, we talked about it previously. They didn't have time to run and get their, you know, their carrier plates and their holsters and their shoulder rig or anything else like that. You're in a house. You look outside. Your gate is smashed. There's people all over your property. You grab your guns wherever they had them, and they ran out with them. I didn't see any extra magazines or anything. Right. She could have fired that seven rounds at it at 380, and then the crowd could have ripped her apart limb from limb. Yeah, absolutely. Because sure. she had nothing else. They didn't have the walls behind them. You know, so that nobody could outflank them and come right. behind. Tragic errors across the board. Uh, did they maybe stop, you know, the melee from people looting? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know the climate there that day, so I can't right. really say. But you can't hold your hand out Charlie's Angel style with your little 380 and your finger on a trigger and f waving it at people and screaming, get off my property. Right. So that's why they were charged. Now, their charges will probably be dropped. They're both lawyers and everything, so they'll probably get away with it. Ohio has much better gun laws than New Jersey, obviously, but a lot of lessons to learn here. You can't just buy a gun and a couple boxes of ammo and feel protected. What would have happened if someone screamed or someone popped the balloon and she squeezed right. that trigger? Right. Exactly. And you know what happens when somebody has a sympathetic, sympathetic muscle reflex? They pretty much go full auto. Yeah, yeah. They right. empty the entire magazine. Right. We've okay. seen that over and over, uh, especially in the force on force training. Oh my God! Everybody empties their magazines like immediately. Right. Immediately enters. What is that? Oh, he's here. Everybody, Marty's V Burger just got delivered. Sandy. Marty. Yes. He brought me a sausage, pepper, and sandwich. A vegan. Hold on. Hold on. Marty's V-Burger. Let's see what it looks like, Sandy. Oh, by the way, you're not going to see it. No, I'm not going to see it. Let me see. This is radio. <laughs> well, there's peppers and onions. Yeah. And there's, it looks like a vegan sausage in there. So nice. I'm good. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. None of you are in on this. <laughs> uh, I'll give you my, uh, my, uh, my take on it later. So... So, yes, Michael, there's a lot to be learned here. Let's see what happens with the charges, if they stick or not. Obviously, this is all uh, political, okay? Yeah. They're, you know, holding these people's feet to the fire because they want to send a lesson to other people who dare use self-defense to protect their homes, property, life, and limb. Well We put. all know that that's a major issue here. Yep. So this is where... Where 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 I wanted to talk about learning. You everybody has to learn proper. You can't just buy a gun. You have to have some training. And if you can't afford training, there's videos. Right. There's YouTube that right. you can watch. There's books that you can read. There's just online be careful resources. Which YouTube's you watch? Oh, I know, I know. Now go online and look at the Ohio use of force. We're fortunate that we have Evan Knappen, and right. Evan Knappen wrote his gun law book in English, so we understand what we can and cannot do. All right. But we're fortunate that forget about making fun of what they were wearing. We need to criticize how they were using their defensive firearms. Right. And it was the husband from a one to ten. I give him a seven. The wife from a one to ten gets a negative 14. Oh, yeah. definitely. OK. She was not prepared and not properly trained. And they could have averted this if she walked out and their guns. Like I said, they didn't have holsters. If her gun was up against her chest in, in position, soul finger off the trigger at index while she was engaging the crowd, she would not have got charged. But the statute she got charged with was waving a gun menacingly, menacingly. So. You They're know, in a little bit of trouble. And what it looked like to me is that they were on their way out of the house. He he gave her that uh, pistol and said, here, take this. She's probably She looked like she had never, ever held a firearm before. Correct. And if you notice, as she's yelling, she's emphasizing with the gun. Yeah. Like she's <laughs> right. pointing right. the gun. Right. But her finger's on the trigger. Right. One strong emphasis. Right. Get off my boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah, one exclamation point. Right. 
away from and the And that's exactly what would have happened. Right. That's exactly what happened. A lot of people do not understand when your fight or flight reflexes kick in. That's right. Your fine motor functions. You get the adrenaline pump, the epinephrine's running through your body. Your face gets all flush. Your heart's uh, beating out of its chest. Your breathing is shallow and taxed. Okay, all you need is a loud sound to have a sympathetic muscle reflex. That is why your finger is never on the trigger till you're ready to destroy something. Right. They were lucky there, but for the grace of God. Yeah. So remember, uh, CNJFO sent that letter out to all the politicians in New Jersey and the AG and the state police and all the judges and everything. So they got some responses back. So uh, their Blackwire Media wrote, breaking news, Senator Steve Arojo, Assemblyman Parker Space, Assemblyman Halworths, have written to Colonel Patrick Callahan, Superintendent of the State Police, in response to CNJFO's letter about systemic infringements in the New Jersey firearms permitting process. The legislators from District 24... Sussex, Warren, and Mars are calling for elimination of the New Jersey NICS portal. And that means get rid of the illegal middleman yeah. that we charge an illegal $15 for and just use the federal NICS system that 49 other states and Washington, D.C. uses. Right. Okay? They also want to eliminate printing of firearms permits as the state police barracks for gun owners served by them and for multiple other streamlining measures, including a closer working relationship with legislators that are gun owners. We are grateful for the quick response and tireless advocacy for Second Amendment rights in New Jersey. This is by Teresa Einacker, CNJFO Communications Director, okay? So they wrote a letter that to Pat Callahan and them, and they said, we agree with you that New Jersey's gun laws are too burdensome, burdensome and we are deliberately create, create, we deliberately, were deliberately created as a such to deny law-abiding residents a means to protect themselves and their Second Amendment rights. Please see the attached letter we sent to the state police outlining many of the concerns. And they outlined, uh, this was just four of them so far, as sponsors, you know, A4053 requires state to recognize permits to carry handguns issued to certain New Jersey residents by other states. Uh, to conceal carry bills are being drafted for introduction to the Senate concerning the Carol Bound case. We are supportive of giving priority to firearms permits to victims of domestic violence. Giving priority to applicants for firearms purchase ID card and permits to purchase handguns when domestic violent restraining order is in effect. All right, so they have Senate versions to this too. So guess what? CNJFO, they eloquently wrote a letter, sent it out to everybody. 97,000 people uh, beat them up, something, you know, saying, oh, you know, you know, uh, you know beat them up saying uh, that, you know, it's not going to do anything. You people are horrible, blah, blah, blah. And, but guess what? They got reply. Right. All right. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Right. That's the way it's supposed to be. We got some reply from them. Will it go anywhere in a Democratic-controlled Assembly and Senate? No. Right. But at least it's something. Now, if these 100,000 new gun owners in New Jersey wake up and vote the right way in November, we might actually see some changes. Right. Maybe if those 98,000 people who responded on social media would actually get off their ass and vote this November properly, uh, we could make a difference. We could actually show the legislators the only way they know uh, who actually uh, matters. Yeah, good luck with that. Unity and activism is key. Mm -hmm. And I go back into it. We have to. We have to get everybody involved. We have to get these people mobilized. Let's hope many of these people, when they see how they were manhandled and how unjust the system was, when they were filing for their permits and how long the process took and how they were discriminated upon, maybe these people will wake up and vote for freedom over free shit. Right? Right? Well, one can only hope. And you know what's sad, I think, is the fact that the new people from New Jersey or the, the majority of people from New Jersey, you were either born here, I don't... I can't imagine people from another state moving here other than a shittier state like maybe New York uh, moving here tax-wise. And they're so used to the oppressive um, gun control measures that are here that they don't really realize what it's like in another state. You know, we've seen that, even traveling from state to state. Correct. So you're not going to see much change probably but i'm always the positive one the other day i wrote 
somebody was like, you know, we'll never get more than 10 rounds in New Jersey. And I'm like, well, Dan Schmutter had oral arguments three weeks ago before the Third Circuit. And they're like, oh, you put your faith in the course, still put your faith in the course. Well, what do I have left? Well, yeah, exactly. What, what, yeah, what do you have other than overthrowing the government? I you know, know, we have a two-judge conservative majority now in the Third Circuit. What if the, the, the three-judge panel we get is two pro-gun and one anti-gun? Right. We could get, we might get a win. The Supreme Court shot, as long as Robert's there, mm -hmm. worrying about getting hit like Kavanaugh did, it's never going to go anywhere, all right? right? Roberts is the new swing justice now. He took <laughs> Anthony Kennedy's job. Yes, he did. All right? We don't even need the Supreme Court to vote on anything anymore. Oh. Just ask Roberts his <laughs> so, opinion. Yeah, because that's the way it's got to go anyway. Correct. Yeah. You know, he, I just, I told you, I already fell in his country club in Maryland. See, this is what he's worried about. If he took one of those gun cases, he knows that the liberal rage mob will attack him at his home, at his country club. People will ostracize him. And he's living the dream right now. Of course he You is. know, he's chief yeah, justice. Exactly. When he goes to the country club and with his social circles, he's the man. Right. All right? And so he doesn't want that to change. Especially so guess what? in liberal Maryland, in the, in, in, in the limousine <clears throat> liberal country clubs surrounding the D.C. Beltway. Correct. So he's pretty much the swing vote. So, ladies and gentlemen, unless Ginsburg retires and Sotomayor retires and we end up with 6-3, if we're always going to be 4-4-1. Right. If we're 4-4-1, this is why it's imperative Trump needs another four years because we definitely, you know, I think Ginsburg is going to retire. She's getting really up there. She was just in the hospital earlier this week for an infection and she was released again. So if we get one or two more justices... As long as Roberts is the Supreme Court, the, the, the Chief Justice, we're screwed. Right. So we have to focus on the lower courts. We have to focus on the lower courts and hope that the courts uh, don't send it up to the Supreme Court. That's what really what we're looking at now. Because Scott Bach has been saying for three years, Roberts is more worried about his legacy. And obviously, in addition to his legacy, now that he, you know, after they saw what happened to Kavanaugh, Roberts has to be thinking, shit, if I take this gun case... Gonna people outside my house. Mm -hmm. Half the people at my country club aren't gonna talk to me anymore. Right. I don't even know his social, his no, personal situation. Anything. How many kids or college or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but that's that's what's going on right now. So basically, anything he can do that's anti-Trump, anti-conservative keeps him safe. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. So he's right on the border. You know, the most liberal voting, believe it or not, is Sotomayor. Ginsburg next, Breyer next, and then Kagan, and then Roberts, <clears throat> and then conservative, the least conservative so far, Kavanaugh, then more conservative, Gorsuch, more conservative, Alito, and then the most conservative, Thomas. So Roberts fits right in the middle now, yeah. right in the middle. Right. All right. So Thomas and Alito, boom, we're good. Gorsuch is about a 70 percent. Kavanaugh is about a 60 percent guarantee. And I think a lot of Kavanaugh's voting has been restrained because he doesn't want to be subjected to that rage mob. I think that the socialists were successful. Oh, they absolutely, absolutely were. You know, yeah, I really no think doubt the, about it. Yep. The personal attacks, the character assassinations, yeah, right. they were successful. That's they, their they, whole M.O. <clears throat> yes, they were not successful in unseating Kavanaugh, but they were successful in changing the dynamic of the courts. So now Kavanaugh is more centered than he was before when he was a uh, circuit judge or uh, he was D.C. district judge. He was very conservative. Now he's just one step above Roberts. Exactly. And if you remember back in the day... Uh, Majesty. You know, we talked about the Saul Alinsky tactic. We talked about the... Uh, top-down, bottom-up, inside-out. And that's exactly what's going on. They, the, the only thing they're lacking at this point, they've got bottom-up when you've got uh, the, the, the communists uh, taking the form of Black Lives Matter, uh, rioting in the streets. You've got uh, inside-out because of all the inbred, deep-seated bureaucrats who are, you know voting for their own self-interest, which is mostly Democrat, big government, and all they're lacking right now is the top-down, which is Joe Biden, the Arasep-laden Yep. So, this is, they've, they've been extremely successful, and the proof is in the pudding, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking at their voting records. 
So we have, all we have left is the lower courts, and hopefully these millions of new gun owners have an awakening. Please, yeah. thank you for everything you do. Please share me far and wide and all my social media platforms. I'm on Parler. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I'm leaving Twitter soon. I'm on LinkedIn. Please follow me, like me, share me everywhere. We need to get the word out and educate the masses. Thank you, Rich Kiones. Especially the new gun owners in New Jersey. Yes. And with that, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a counterthink media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun For Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. See you next week. Shine and see